Gail Show, ESPNHawaii.com. And I'm in downtown Detroit this week, my hometown, and I had an opportunity to go on a slow roll, a very popular event in Detroit. Started out with uh, a gentleman by the name of Jason Hall who uh, had moved away from Detroit, and then when he came back and, and he happened to start riding his bike, and he realized, wow, it was really different being on a bike in Detroit than riding a car, and he, he loved the way he was interacting with people along the way, and so he and his friend uh, Mike McCool, and they're they're uh, founders of Detroit Bike City, known, and they uh, have an annual biking expo at Cobo Hall. But they started the slow rides, and it was just a few friends, and at, a, at one of the local bike shops, hanging out, and they started riding around the city, and then they uh, just started putting the word out, and it got bigger and bigger, and you know, a few hundred, and then even bigger. And the other night when I went on it, it was like three, 4,000 people, and they do it every Monday night. It's just an amazing uh, experience, one of the most unique urban experiences I've I've ever participated in. So um, it's a very, very special night. Had a chance to meet Jason and, and Mike McCool, his friend who, who started it. They gave me a really warm welcome and were nice enough to just – you know, say, hey, you started all this years ago, so that's a pretty good feeling because, boy, they sure have taken it to a different level. And I think we used to say about when we ran, put our runs on was what was nice was we would have judges and cab drivers and office workers and high-powered lawyers, and but you never knew because everybody was in their running shorts and running shoes. So it really kind of, uh, I don't want to say homogenized everybody, but you couldn't tell by the way somebody was dressed, you know, it didn't give an impression. Everybody's out there in their, their shorts running and dancing in the streets, and it's the same thing in the slow ride. You you just get people from everywhere, and nobody's looking at who does what. or it just uh, It's a common common denominator, which is let's have fun in the streets of Detroit. So it's an amazing thing. Jason is now in a national ad with uh, Apple. In fact, he left yesterday to go on a tour to the different Apple stores giving talks. And the reason Apple is, is doing it because it was on his iPad that he started putting the word out. And, and that, that's his form of communication. So a lot of fun to, to, to be a, a part of it and get such a warm welcome and uh, to be talking about it and sharing it with other people. If you ever go to come to Hawaii, they've actually started one, I think, in uh, – Cleveland and a couple other places, even uh, Sweden, I think, they're doing one. But uh, the Detroit one has really put Detroit on the map. It's not just, They do it every Monday night. I think if they do it one Thursday a month, but every single day in Detroit in the warm weather, and I'm sure it goes on into the winter, uh, maybe not as many people, but the, the type of bikes that were there were unbelievable. Nothing very fancy. I didn't see one one pair of lycra everything was like uh just um casual and 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 funky and uh, just very 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 fun so i'm going to play some of the uh uh talk stories i had with people this gentleman by the name of randy repicky was so nice he put a shout out for me to get a bike uh, to borrow a bike from someone and he provided one from detroit bike factory a great urban bike and a uh, beautiful bike, and uh, he was just so hospitable, and Randy's part of the, the crew that goes out there and uh, moves the, the, the bikers along and, and talks to the people at the intersections. And people, you know, it's not like a organized one where they have a permit, but they, they have a way of talking to the motorists, and the motorists are waving, and people out on their porch. We went through the, 
tough spots of Detroit. We went through some of the really nice neighborhoods in Detroit. It was everything. It was showcasing what Detroit is. Uh, it is what it is, and it was a, just a wonderful spirit. And and a pace. Somebody asked me how many gears did you have on your bike. I said, you know, I don't. I don't really know because I stayed in the same gear the whole time. It's just a casual ride, and that's what was so cool about it. Uh, it started about seven o'clock, and it ended. It was just getting dark at the time, and. And people spread out into the restaurants and all the kinds of things you want to have happen when a sporting event is going on somewhere. One of the people that joined me was Sandra Keneal from WWJ Radio here in Detroit, and it was her first ride as well with her cousin Emily Baker. And I know just like so many people, uh, we had people yelling out of their, their cars, when's the next one? You know, things like that. Just you could tell that people were really caught up, and i got to be part of that. And how long have you been slow rolling since last year? I've been slow rolling since uh, April of 2013. So you're like a foreman, or what is this called? <laughs> well, I'm a member of the squad, and we all have different duties. My duty, the key thing I do is I shoot photos, and I help to manage traffic to keep people uh, out of the left lane so that Cars can pass, and so that uh, corkers, corkers are people that stop and block traffic at intersections and keep the ride safe. Uh, they need to be able to get from the back all the way to the front after the ride passes, and sometimes it might be a two or three mile chain of bikes that they have to pass in order to get back up to the front. So why do you want to do this every week? It's a blast. It's a cool thing for the city. It's fun. Uh, it's more of a social event than a bike ride. I mean, it's you know we started out because we all like riding bikes, and uh, but it's grown to something much bigger than that. And it's uh, it's about the city and bringing people back into the city and having fun and uh, just doing good things. I'm gonna move so that this car can get by. This bike you've seen. Ah, <laughs> uh, some of the bikes are really cool. There's a group called Grown Men on Bike and they all have decked out bikes with lights and they have low riders and they have one of them has a system a hydraulic system that picks it up and down and things like that so uh, as far as outfits they get pretty wild especially uh, come back around uh, Halloween the end of October and you're going to see some pretty crazy things and the neighbors seem to love it Yeah, it's almost like a parade going by the houses and People come out on their porches and their kids get all excited and they jump on their bikes and they ride up and down the block and wave and everybody, you know, does their horns and bells. So, you know, that's kind of a cool thing. What's been your biggest surprise since you've been doing this? I mean, it's interesting. We rode through a lot of pretty bad areas and all of a sudden you're in Indian Village. Um, well, that, I'm going to answer a separate question first, just the, as far as the routes. Uh, we go through all kinds of neighborhoods, and you see the good and the bad. You see buildings that are old and burned out and abandoned streets, and you also see in the middle of a place like that, you'll see one pristine place with the lawn perfectly done and flowers and vegetable gardens and things like that. So some people uh, have let things go, and some people have staked out their turf, and they're going to stay there forever and protect it and love it. And That's kind of what's cool about the city is that there are so many people that love it and, uh, you know, have stayed through, you know, pretty trying times. And uh, so it, it's it's great to see, um, you know, the, the diversity in the, even in the, in the neighborhoods uh, and in diversity in the riders, too. It's, you know, they, there's, there are attorneys and doctors and there are kids that are in college and there are, you know, uh, pretty close to... Um, 
Uh, I'm sure that there are people that uh, maybe have a bike and not a home <laughs> that ride on the, you know. So, really? Yeah. You know, uh, How but, old was the attendance tonight? I heard you posted on Facebook. Do you know? I don't know Two. what the attendance was tonight. I, I, it, it's probably, last week we had probably somewhere close to 4,000, and, and this week I think it was bigger than last week. So, um, you know, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, I know the ride was probably 35 or 40 minutes into the ride, and some of us were three miles away from the start, and there were still people waiting to start because it was that backed up. How did it feel to ride with Emily? Always good to see Emily in town. I mean, yeah, Emily kind of started this movement years ago. She was the pioneer of this movement, and um, you know, Mike McCool and uh, uh, Jason Hall have kept you know kept it alive or, or brought it back uh, just in the past few years. Again, they started this bike ride. At, you know, ten, ten guys would get together and go out on their bikes and have fun, and it was about a bike ride. And then. Uh, they posted on Facebook they were going for a ride, and some more people would join them. And then, uh, you know, they grew and grew from that same kind of social networking thing. Uh, it, and that's been such a big thing that Apple found out about how this ride has grown and has done a major advertising campaign based on slow roll and the revitalization of Detroit. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool thing. Uh, uh, you go to Apple.com and you can see... Yeah, we, did, we saw that. Yeah. But you can see the ad. Who was, what were they shooting for? Do you know that camera on the... Um, I don't know. So we were just listening. It's the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPNHawaii.com. And we were just listening to Sandra McNeil, who's with WWJ here in downtown Detroit, my hometown, which I'm so happy to be here, and, and do the slow ride. And I was able to do it because Sandra put a shout-out on Facebook that I was looking for a bike. And I was saying we're talking with uh, Randy Repecki, who was just nice enough when, when Sandra McNeil put a shout-out on uh, Facebook that I was looking for a bike. Randy uh, said, I'll, I'll bring her a bike from the bike factory, the Detroit bike factory. And and he's a real estate agent with Johnson and Johnstone and Johnstone, Johnstone which, Point. which is a part of uh, Real Estate One, which was started by a gentleman by the name of Stan Elsie back in the 50s or 60s, who I knew. I played golf with him in the 60s. And so Randy Repecki, Sandra McNeil, and Emily Baker, we, we all uh, took a ride. Randy's a very, very integral part of the slow ride, so he would come and go, and he uses a... Uh, a GoPro, and he takes pictures, and he posts them, and he also is in the intersections, and he keeps people on the side of the street. I would say it's one of the most fan and incredible urban experiences I've ever experienced. And just talk a little bit about the communication system that you have with everybody. That was phenomenal. Well, um, the squad, there's probably about 50 members of the squad um, that, that ride and help to keep everybody safe and keep control, crowd control. Um, we do a good enough job that the police kind of leave us alone because they know that we know what we're doing as far as managing it and all. I should so, say, huh? Uh, but, we, you know, it's pretty good that 50 people or, you know, 35 people can manage rides of up to 4,000. Um, we get the help of all the regulars that also helped, you know, to enforce the rules and keep people over, you know, keep that left lane free so cars can pass and so that... Uh, uh, the squad members that uh, st uh, stay at the intersections and uh, block traffic, you know, to keep us safe as we ride, they have to be able to get from the back of the ride all the way up to the front, and so they need that left lane, and so they, you know, the, the squad and the, the regulars all keep everybody over. To, and then your communication is uh, like a Bluetooth or something? With yeah, we use, uh, your phone? we use our phones uh, using a 
uh, product called Zello, an app called Zello, and uh, basically it's a walkie-talkie type app, and most of us have speakers that we wear on our shoulders so that we can hear, and if we want to say anything, we just pull your phone out and hit a walkie-talkie button, and it communicates to uh, all of the members of the squad. Wait, so, how long were we holding up those lights? Didn't you yeah, wonder that? Yeah, we wondered, but people were good, <laughs> and what was great was all your people were saying, say thank you to all the the, the, uh, the uh, people in the car. So Sandra McNeil, I mean, you, you heard that I was going to come on the ride through a friend of ours, mutual friend, and she wrote me a note and said, Sandra McNeil from WWJ, you know Sandra. And I said, yeah, she wants to come down and do it. Can she join you? I said, absolutely. And then you brought your cousin Emily. Yeah. And uh, so, Sandra, I mean, we were, the pace of it is fantastic because it's a nice, easy pace and people are, aren't aggressive they're they're kind and i think they're very considerate when you think of how many people were out there so sandra what was your feeling you know well first of all randy took good care of us as we went down to the start and kind of told us little things like we thought we should get way to the back and he said no no kind of start up front it'll break up and you'll see how you you can find a nice settled place and we kept yeah. running into the same people and high fives and little kids on the side of the street and and people in cars that were sort of stopped giving it give them high fives so sandra how was what was your uh, uh, feeling. I, I like you... the variety of people. There were little kids. There was a little boy in cowboy boots. There are people who live in the city. There are people who are suburbanites, hipsters, and then you know older people. Everybody was here. The demographic is is just what Detroit is all about. It it's, cool. it's just every kind of demographic and from and all kinds of places. Friendly. And Emily Baker, uh, Sandra's cousin. How about yourself? It was your first ride. You were on the Schwinn. That was a limited edition Schwinn Schwinn bike. I guess it was put out a while ago. A real old time cruiser. So Emily, tell us a little bit about what your feelings were here oh, on the a, Emily T. Gale show, ESPN, Hawaii.com. Just a fun night. It's once in a lifetime. You get to be a seven year old all over again when you're almost 40. But how and cool is I it? I think you... everybody felt that way. It was, it was like the world's biggest black party. And how, how cool is it that it isn't once in a lifetime, but it's every Monday every night. Monday. I mean, unbelievable to think of the energy that goes into it. And you guys out there, like you were saying about shuttling the guys, you know, they would be on one corner and then they'd go by on the left hand side and the organization and the, the just sense it seems very intuitive but there's much more than being intuitive well it's grown out of uh, a few years of experience and uh, you know at first uh, we were at the beginning of last year in 2013 in the spring of 2013 we'd often have 35 or 40 people and then it grew to 150 people and then it was 300 people would go oh, wow can you believe how many people and so we got better and better at managing it as it grew and then it jumped pretty suddenly up to about 1500 people by the end of last year and then this year it just you know the numbers have more than doubled again uh, and one of the th cool things you're talking about uh, you know it's kind of like a block party on wheels um, to have 4,000 people anywhere get together and do something fun and I've never, ever seen a fight or any kind of anger. It was so mellow. It's, it's just everybody's just nice. And they, they come here for that, to have fun. Yeah. The most diverse group of people that you could ever, ever imagine. And just everybody gets along. That's great. And so see. is that your daughter wondering where you are calling you? <laughs> yeah. You want to get her on there? And we'll talk to her. Uh, Randy's daughter, Catherine, also joined us. It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com. We're down in Greektown, which is a wonderful area right in downtown Detroit. And the parking lots are packed. The restaurants are packed. And the beauty of it is that the number of people that it brings down into the city. And what it does is it showcases the city to a whole lot of people that otherwise may not come down. They get an experience of being with people. They 
feel comfortable. I'll bet half the people that came here tonight are going to come with somebody next week. I talked as we were riding. You asked people, have you done it before? You know, people asking questions. Is there one next week? Well, be, how, how late into the, the season does it go? Everybody, people along the street. It's the ripple effect. It, you, it's hardly, it's priceless. Well, and it's bringing people into the city that otherwise wouldn't have a reason to come down into the city. They're seeing things in neighborhoods all through the city. They're seeing the good and the bad, and they're uh, they're having a good time. Um, one of the things that this has done is also caused people to um, actually, uh, I have friends that have decided to move back into the city that lived in the suburbs. And... Uh, they, they've had such a good time coming down here to, to play that they've also decided, in many cases, to come live in the city. So do you want to answer that phone call? Is that your daughter? Well, it's, Is that it's, it's part a, of the crew? It's, it's part of the crew, actually. Okay, let's mention some of the people on the crew. Mike uh, de Torres, he, he has been so nice Mike, to me. Mike Torres, it's, yeah. uh, he's known as Big Mike. He's one of the foremen uh, that helps to organize the squad, and uh, his girlfriend, Maria. Uh, is is also uh, you know uh, big on organizing us. Uh, they ride along. They're always on the walkie-talkies, telling uh, corkers where they need to go, and so that they they are there ahead of the group and ready to uh, control traffic and manage traffic as uh, as we approach. Uh, Bruno. Yeah, Bruno's a fun guy. Uh, he's he's one of the lieutenants in that you know in the organization too, and of course you got. Uh, Jason Hall and uh, Mike McCool, who are the co-founders of um, uh, uh, Detroit Bikes and uh, Detroit Bike City, and uh, and the slow rope, you know, movement. So, um, you know, a lot of people are involved, and like I said, there's you know, 35 to 50 people. There were 35 a few weeks ago, and I know that it's grown. Uh, we're recruiting constantly, you know, bringing people on to, to help because it's, uh, it's a big group to manage. So we're talking with Randy Rapecki and also here with Sandra McNeil and uh, Emily Baker, who joined us on the ride. And Randy was just such a great host, you know, when he found out I needed a bike and kind of posted. And what I love is you would have normally been wearing your yellow shirt like the, all the crew were, and you s- slipped on your Say Nice Things About Detroit shirt. So I really uh, appreciate I, I, that. I, you know that was a really nice touch. Well, I'm proud to have a chance to wear it. I, you know, I uh, worked a few of the races for you. I don't know. Oh, you, you probably, didn't tell me that. Yeah, okay, yeah, thank you, you. you thank you very much. You didn't know that, but <laughs> you didn't know that. But I've worked some of your races too when you helped with Back the marathons, the you know, and and things like that. The free press marathon, I think, was one that you managed. We were uh, involved yeah. in getting it getting going. Yeah, right. So I mean, the, but the organization of this, what I loved about it was that it wasn't. You didn't have that feeling like it was like everybody telling you where to go but no. everybody fell into place which is so amazing and to think that it goes on every monday and i met a lot of people in the parking lot here some lady over there just said everybody knows you i said no i've just met these people tonight because everybody's social and they're talking with each other the parking lot attendant lc uh it's just fantastic the spirit and i think it it what it does is it doesn't just involve the bike riders but as you said the residents as we're riding by and people in their cars and it's such a community spirit. Yeah. Um, as we're riding by, there are times when we're holding up traffic for, you know, several lights. Yeah, and we right. try to be uh, we try to be considerate and let them go as, you know, try to break the ride. <laughs> and we're intervals. all yelling thank yeah, you, yeah. and they were acknowledging that. And, um, you know, the, the corkers that stop and hold the traffic back, a lot of them have cards that talk about the ride and the rules of the ride. And just promotional pieces yeah. just as a way 
to acknowledge that we are thankful for the, the motorists that are waiting for us and letting us go through. It's kind of like a funeral procession, at least it used to be, and that we would, you know, the whole ride yeah. would go through. Uh, now, because of the size, we can't do that, so we are constantly breaking it, you know, to let the, let the cars travel through. Uh, but we still might ha hold them back for four or five lights. Well, everybody so. likes to think they come to Hawaii to ride and enjoy it, but I'll tell you what, the weather is absolutely beautiful. It's just as pretty as a Hawaiian night, and uh, as I always say, and every week talk about Detroit and all the great things that go on here, it's a great recreation destination, and in the summertime, it's every bit as nice as being in Hawaii, and the, the amount of activities that go on is, is pretty hard to keep oh. Keep on top of everything. We're, we're pretty blessed in Michigan to have the natural resources, the Great Lakes surrounding us, and uh, you know Lake St. Clair. Uh, I do this, you know, I ride bikes two or three nights a week, and I also sail at least two or three times a week as well. We race sailboats. So down there at Bayview Club in yeah, there, Bayview. that area? Yeah, I was down in Grozeal for my class reunion this weekend, and they had a race down at the Grozeal Yacht Club, and sailing is big. I mean, it is, when you see those pure Michigan ads, it isn't fluff. It is exactly as you see them in the ads. It is pure Michigan, and as far as downtown Detroit, it's really kind of, as far as I'm concerned, sort of the heartbeat. you got to pass through Detroit if you're going anywhere in Michigan or or any anywhere at all. Somehow find Detroit is a, is a way to come through because there's a lot of great things happening, a lot of reason to say nice things about Detroit. A lot of nice people. Yeah. Some last thoughts to our listeners? Well, uh, if you're ever in Detroit on a Monday night from April through October, come on by, bring a bike. If you don't have a bike, get a hold of one of us. We'll bring it down hey, for Randy you. Randy put the shout out in the Detroit Bike uh, Factory, called, I'll tell you. Yeah, and, and uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, Slow Roll Monday Nights. And Emily, how many times did I say as we were riding along, because I was on the uh, Detroit Bike uh, Factory bike that Randy brought down for me to use, how many times as I was riding along did I say, my God, this bike rides great. We're calling for the Hawaiian franchise tomorrow. That's <laughs> where they are. <laughs> it, it really just rode so nicely. It's really a nice city bike or uh it's i don't know if you call it a hybrid but i love the fenders and everything is i've ridden a lot of different bikes but it just had a different feel to it yeah, and i love that back here it has cut out into the i don't know how you'd say it into the back the, fender or the the rack the rack the rear rack with yeah. the very prominent the detroit bike yep that's that's a pretty cool yeah um and like i said it's kind of it started out almost as a model t and that they had uh you could get any color you wanted as long as it was flat black <laughs> and they had one size and one model and, uh, you know, the uh, same bike for women and men. One brake, a left-hand brake, yeah, and then it has, it has the coaster brake. brake. Uh, front-hand brake, and it has a coaster brake in the back. And, yeah. uh, Sandra, last thoughts to our listeners. Sandra with WWJ, and how nice of you to reach out to me a couple of years ago and did a story, and we've stayed in touch. And right. it's really fun to just keep it all connecting because we're all part of the past. You're such a Detroit Red Wings fan. That's, oh, your, yes, that's where am. your heart is, you know, <laughs> for years. Years and years you've been a Detroit Red Wings fan, but you really reached out a couple of years ago to me and, and had so many nice things to say. But last thoughts to our listeners about Detroit. And this was so much fun. It was fun to be to ride with you. You're so positive. It was fun to be around all these people who were having a good time. Emily, the weather Emily, was for you. It, I'll tell you what, it's just like a Hawaiian night here tonight. And Emily Baker, you came down from uh, Huntington Woods, right, with yes. your wonderful Schwinn bike. And there was one other lady that had one we saw out there, and I loved her helmet. You're, I loved what you said to her. My husband would be all over you for that helmet. Yeah, yeah, Spartan helmet. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and just sharing with 
you know, somewhere else how great it is here. So thank you very much. All right. It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com, and we all say, uh, you know, enjoy Hawaii, but if you ever get a chance to come to Detroit, you're going to love it, and you're going to leave saying nice things about Detroit, and uh, I'll continue to say nice things about Hawaii while I'm here. We kept running into people on the, on the ride, and, right. and, and we high-five oh, it. I saw you, you again. Bloomhoff? I'm sorry? Bloomhoff, can you spell it? Uh, yeah, B-L-O-O-M-H-U-F-F. And where are you from? Uh, I'm from Gross Point Woods. Thanks. So, Bruno, uh, it's the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPN, Hawaii.com. Sandra, I hope I didn't interrupt yours. You no, probably no, edited no. it out, right, or what you don't need, but we it's all good. Right, and, it's uh, all so good. You're, you guys were just, it's great the way you talk to the, the motorists, who it's a surprise to them, I'm sure, as everybody you comes by. Um, but there's the, the the kids in the neighborhood come out, they yell, they cheer, the adults come out. Oh, the five the fives we like got and yeah, stuff, that was cool. The, the, you know, it's just... And the site and the cyclists, we have to understand that we have to respect the, the you know the desires of the motorists. The motorists have to you know we have to respect each other. Pedestrians, bicyclists, automobilists, and, I'm and share the, the city. Surprised the motorists weren't mad at us; they were waving. Yeah, you know what? For the most part, people understand that what we're doing is if you may not like certain aspects of it. Overall, it's just good for Detroit. All the good things are you know. There's a lot of cool things going on in the city of Detroit right now. Little grassroots organized organic things and there's a kickball league there's a you know what i mean there's the soccer up at wayne state soccer and at wayne state right and city soccer that's i mean it's just a beautiful time right now and to Bruno, be, be here who is one of the the slow roll crew that uh, randy repecky was talking about that go out there and they're they really make it right what we do is what we do is cork we we, yeah. we intersect traffic and and try and make those interactions we we work as liaisons between the motorists and the and the riders and try and you know help strike a balance between you know everybody using up the road. Good for Detroit, but everybody, yeah. so many people that and were here, I met somebody from, I was going to say it's that. it's a Monday. They go home. Like, think about this. Like, Monday night. It doesn't matter how bad your Monday was. Like, your <laughs> team could have lost. You, your dog might have passed. We had a lady one time a couple weeks ago that was a motorist and waved and, and stopped and watched the whole thing go by and then posted on our, our uh, uh, Facebook page that her mother had passed. And that our riding by and being so joyful and seeing the city come alive helped her through that moment. Helped her through that specific moment. I mean, wow. and she wasn't even in the ride. It's a really powerful yeah. thing. These, I can't explain and it. And these people go back to all the suburbs, right. suburbs all right. over, and they go right. home, and that's what they're talking about. Shrink tomorrow night's Detroit barbecue, through, shrink, and they're talking about through because Detroit is suburban. It's, all the yeah, suburbs, right, it's right, everything. Right, it's right. downriver Detroit. We're breaking it's down. not just the we're not, right. we're no not borders. Have, right. And right. I would say I met more people that, I mean, one guy was from Brazil, and those people from the people that are hearing about it, and when you're talking to people, the stories you get. So, Bruno, what are you feeling out there? Well, you're doing that every week. What's what's your your oh, heart's just exhilaration? I, I mean, that. just I can't believe that I was picked to do this. You, you know? know, well, the universe works, doesn't it? And right, it works right. right down here in downtown Detroit. It's the Emily T. Gale Show, ESPNY.com, and I'm a happy camper to be in my hometown of Detroit. It makes me kind of teary just thinking about it. I love it. Thanks, Bruno, for the warm welcome. Thank you very I much. I appreciate it. We're looking at uh, some shots of of uh, Randy Repickies. Uh, photos that he puts on the Slow Roll Monday Night is the Facebook page? Yeah, uh, 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 Slow Roll Monday album? Night in the Facebook. Uh, I'll post the albums of shots that I take during the Slow Roll rides. They're also on my Facebook site. Using Randy the GoPro. Repicky, right. It's a Randy Repicky, R-E, and then P-I-C-K-Y. Yep. 
And uh, these are absolutely incredible. What I love about it is it just shows how beautiful Detroit is. And, you know, on a nice well, sunny day. And look at that blue sky and the clouds. And look at... Uh, and you'll, you'll also see oh, look buildings. at the bikes. Yeah. yeah. The, well, uh, you see the other parts that people are saying uh, <laughs> is the sad part about Detroit. But the happy well, part, part about it... it it's part of what we are. Yeah, you know, we exactly have, we, right. We have our uh, warts and uh, we're proud of them. And I always say that it's just like individuals. We all have a, a good parts of ourselves and, and and not so good and, and we like to know that people focus on the, the, on, on the both with loving kindness. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of like um, steel that's been uh, heat treated. You know, it's, it's, yeah. the, that makes us who we are. It's part of the fabric of, of the, the area and the people is uh, the good and the bad, and it, uh, again, it, it, it just, that experience makes you a different person. And Randy, since we're talking about that, would you say that just taking people through these areas, people that would otherwise may say, I would never drive through that area, makes people appreciate, you know, hey, wait a minute, these are neighborhoods. People are sitting on their porch waving to us, you know, and, and it really shows them that this just, like you said, it's all different kinds of neighborhoods. Some are a little more affluent, some are really struggling, and it gives you a sense of compassion. I think people have to come away from this starting to realize that, you know, it, we're all trying to live somewhere and have to live somewhere, and some people don't have a choice. Yeah, and, you know, again, one of the things, um, the city's being recycled, and um, there, there are things that, are, you know, neighborhoods that have failed and uh, everybody's left uh, there's whole blocks where you'll see it's basically a field now and but that the city will be recycled over time it's going to take a long time but uh, it's starting in various pockets and areas and, and it's growing from those spots and radiating out uh, just like the city started in the first place. And I saw some of those areas. I mentioned to Emily, this used to be homes here when we were on Mack Avenue, areas that I recognize. But I was over in the Lafayette Greens with all the farming that's right downtown the other day. And everybody, all those uh, th plants and vegetables and tables where people can sit right across from all the office buildings. And that's what's happening around the city is a lot of the fields are being used for farms and, and uh, growing food that's going to, to people who need it. Yep, that's that's cool to see, and and again, just the spirit of the whole city is being uh, revitalized. The energy, just the, the energy that you saw tonight on the bike ride, is is something that, that we're seeing more and more of, and it, it's it's growing. Uh, the restaurants in the city are uh, every week there are new restaurants opening up, and uh, you know, a few years ago you would see new restaurants or you'd see restaurants closing and then they were we're opening new ones at the same kind of pace as we were losing them in the past so that's it's great to see it's great to, it's a great place to come and have fun and i thought randy one of the nicest comments i heard tonight yeah because you sell real estate in gross point in that area and you said you really want to be involved in the city of detroit and uh involved with, with real estate the fact that that to you was something that i'm sure it's because you felt you can contribute as well as uh, finding places for people uh detroit's got a big place in my heart. I was born and raised in the city of Detroit. I uh, spent 18 years uh, in, in various schools within the city limits of which, Detroit. Which schools? In, in uh, what areas? I went to, in, on the northwest side, I went to Precious Blood and then Catholic Central High School. I actually lived out in White Lake Township and drove 25 miles each way to go to high school, uh, you know, at Catholic Central. And then uh, actually, I, I missed something. I started out at Marygrove. I went to okay. preschool and nursery school there. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> before okay. going to Precious Blood. And then 
Uh, I went to Wayne State University and also uh, University of Detroit School of Law. Okay, so, so. Oh, right down here on Jefferson. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Just a few blocks from here, actually, so, where we uh, are. Yeah. Uh, I've spent a lot of years, almost all my education, all my formal education uh-huh. was in the city limits of Detroit. So I've, I've been around for a while. And, you know, you talk about the, uh, like, even U of D uh, Mercy now. I mean, they're a Division One school, right, with with uh, great sport sport mm-hmm. teams or athletic teams and and can, great contributions to the city. And yeah. Detroit College of Law, an awful lot of... Uh, well, they're not they're not here anymore. No, but <laughs> in their day, yeah. that's Wayne where everybody State went. Wayne State is another uh, great law school, um, and you know, UD are both still in the city here. But uh, there's there, there's so many things going on, so many good things going on, and um, a lot of people, you know, especially the past few years, only heard of things like the bankruptcy and all. They, they you know, and, and they they have no idea on you know the fun things that are going on and. That's one of the reasons uh, when we do these bike rides, I post those photos is to kind of share the experience. I think those photos probably had something to do with the growth. Uh, a lot of there were many uh, different uh, elements that came into play all at the same time. But those photos, it, it just shows people having fun. And from those photos, uh, you know, I, I, I try to befriend uh, people on Facebook simply to create a network through which those, you know, People can see the good times that we have here. And people, I, I get comments all the time, oh, oh man, I see those photos, and, and I, I want to go down. I, I need to go down there and do that. And, and that's, like I told you, I bought a couple extra bikes just so that when people say that to me, I say, come on down. I yeah, when you threw that out there. You up with a bike. And, you know, that's really true. When I mention it to people from other communities or just that haven't been on it, they're like, well, I've heard about that. I want to go do one. So I'm going to start driving them to the website a little more because those photos, you know, they're worth a... As they say, a picture is worth a thousand words, right? I mean, those are fantastic. Now, what years was that that you were going to high school and and uh, law school and were involved uh, as volunteers with some of our um, runs? I was at, at Catholic Central High School from uh, I graduated in '75, and then oh, okay. I was at uh, Wayne State. I graduated in '85, and then um, University of Detroit Law School. I graduated in. Uh, Ninety-one. So it is an integral part of your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's really, I love hearing that. Great. And you know what? That's what I hear with my class reunion this weekend. I was amazed at how many of my classmates came up to me that I hadn't seen for many years and said, you know, when, when I was in high school, my, my grandparents lived in Detroit. We used to go in every weekend. I was like, I would never have known that in high school about, about them. And like one uh, lady, Kathy uh, Phillips, said to me, her father, her grandfather had a saloon over by old Tiger Stadium on Temple, and she has a picture of him standing in front of a saloon from the 1900s. And I was amazed at how many had stories that that's where they spent their weekends was in the city of Detroit. And we grew up on Grozeal, which is kind of when families were moved out of the city. You know, my father came in every day to work, but... Yet we lived down there, but he he encouraged us to love Detroit, and he worked on St. Peter's Home for Boys. He was a big part of the city, but it was uh, to find that out about my classmates and have them come up and tell me those stories. Because of course, as we graduated from high school, I hadn't gotten so involved in Detroit yet. So it's really heartwarming. I met with someone from the Historical Museum this morning about some of my old photographs and stuff, how they could use them, and they were delighted they want to use them. But I also said maybe I could be a conduit for people that other families said, absolutely, that's what we're trying to reach out to people that have those old photographs. They are that gap in the history of the last 30 years that they are part of the history, and so often they're lost. 
And uh, so you were really a part of all that. Yeah, uh, I'm proud of my roots in the in the city, and and um, I'm excited about uh, seeing you know the the movement that's taking place now. And uh, I have friends that are moving into the city. Uh, my daughters and her boyfriend are uh, getting a loft. Uh, in, in Midtown. You and, mentioned that at Willie's yeah. Overland where, the, uh, yeah. where uh, Shinola has their store and uh, the New Willie's and the, the dog park. the opposite side of the block, yeah. And it's uh, right by Mario's there. And, uh-huh. uh, City Bird? Uh, yeah. It, it, the, 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 the construction there and the, those lofts are so um, uh, there's such a desire to move there right now that they're going to have to wait a year for the build-out on a place that they have a contract on. So Pretty hard to find something yeah. in downtown Detroit yeah. these days for, yeah. to live in. Well, Randy, what a delight. Again, thanks. It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com. And just encouraging people to take a, a real good look at what's going on in Detroit. And, and don't don't be focused on the bankruptcy. It's just like an individual. Someone could be in bankruptcy, but their love life could be great. Their family life could be great. You know, but they've got financial problems. And in many ways, that's that's what's going on with the city. Uh, well, and, and we're moving. There's a real yeah, love yeah. fair with the city these days, with an awful lot of people. Yeah, it is, and and the, the bankruptcy thing is, uh, we're moving on from that. Fresh start. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, it's the Emily T. Gale show here on ESPNHawaii.com. Well, before I go into our next talk story, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of my supporters. Of course, Viaha River Co- Coffee, longtime supporters. I'm in Detroit, and it's always fun to be able to hand coffee out to some of my associates and friends here and members of the media and Vaiha River Coffee up in Halualoa. You can pick it up at Dinah's next to Paul's Place. The Kunataki Ohana, Kunataki Estate Farms. They've been my friends for, oh, almost 30 years, the Kunataki Ohana, and they're very, very special to me. Really appreciate Chick, Dinah, Earl, Helen, Jeannie, Daniel, Koi, John, all of them, just uh, very, very special. So Viaha River Coffee, you can go to cornerroast.com, and Dinah can ship it out any in the world. But better yet, get up to Halualoa, because it's just a great little community above Kailua Kona. You really get a sense of the, the local community, um, and they have a lot of sweet shops up there, um, places to eat, and very, very creative artists uh, from... Sam, who uh, makes ukuleles and has classes to Shelley Mosley White, world-renowned artist, and also Mike Fields, and all kinds of people that really are putting their hearts into what they love to do is to be artists. Love uh, Mary Love and Gallery, right across from Dinah's. Dinah also gives a great haircut. She's always busy. It's a little tiny shop, but there's a whole lot of aloha that goes out of Dinah's, uh, where Viaha River Coffee is located. Also, thanks to Waikoloa Beach Resort, always uh, longtime supporters and do great things. And and uh, throughout the community, the Queen's Marketplace, lots of entertainment and local, the Hula Halaus, always providing uh, free entertainment, great little place to pick up a meal and sit on the lawn, or they've always got chairs set up. So thanks, Scott Head, for your longtime support and everybody at the Waikoloa Kings and Beach Course and throughout the resort. Aloha Visitor Guides. You can pick up their magazines on newsstands everywhere. They've got the TV guide in there. It's a great magazine for visitors because they have great calendars. And all of us that have events going on, we can send it in. And uh, publisher Chris is is great about listing them in the calendar events at uh, no charge and just to be a great service to the community and also to our visitors and locals for finding out what's going on in the community. 
and Robert over at 808 Computers. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing him when I get back from Detroit. Got a couple of issues, but he's always he's always so helpful. He's in the Kona Coast Shopping Center. And Bike Works, my longtime friends, uh, bought my first mountain bike from Grant Miller. So it's Grant and Janet Higa Miller. Uh, I think I've got that bike about 30, 25 years ago and went over to New Zealand. He got me all outfitted and my goodness, how many people have they put into the multi-sport activity? But uh, Grant is, um, you know, he's he's an Ironman veteran, as Janet is, and it's been 20 years since his last Ironman, but he's really dedicating himself. He's in it this year. He has a spot, and what he's doing is he's uh, he's over 50, and this time he's, he's doing it purely for personal reasons, not just because he wants to be an Ironman finisher. And he, it, you know, it helps to have some other reason, he says, to spend all his time and energy that the training demands. So his other goal is to help find a cure for ALS. And why ALS? It's because a dear friend of his who was an employee was uh, diagnosed with ALS, and within a year she passed away. And Grant says he, he remembers hearing the story of the Lou Gehrig, the famous baseball player who was stricken with uh, ALS and how unfair it was. There was nothing anyone can do. And 40 years later, it happened to his dear friend, Karen. So as Grant says, it's a, it's a long time for not much headway towards a cure. So he really wants to help that. So he is entering the Ironman with a, a goal to raise funds for the ALS Therapy Development Institute. And the reason he likes it is because 85% of the funding goes directly into the lab and only 4% to administration fees. So we're going to talk to Grant uh, next week, probably. Um, he is, as I'm doing this, getting ready to turn the show, and he's out there putting on the uh, the wonderful weekend of, of, of cycling that they're organizing. So what they've uh, put together, everybody's be out there doing today, as I talk, and the show will be on next week, so they will have had their ride uh, over the past weekend, and... Um, they had let's see they had a century ride or the CTR ride to the uh, veteran cemetery turnaround, and then they had the bike works beach and sport out and back ride, which out uh, to the bike works beach and sport turnaround, uh, out on the Queen K Highway, and then they had a another one which was a double loop, and then they had the Grant Miller century ride, which was a ride to Javi and back with roving assisted support. So, bike works doing so much to bring people into multi-sport, whether they're elite riders or recreational bike riders or runners or whatever. For so many years, they have contributed just a, an amazing amount of time, energy, and resources and raising lots of money for all kinds of organizations, and I uh, really uh, hats off to Grant and Janet, and I also appreciate our mutual support of one another. It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com, and I am here in my hometown, downtown Detroit, and I'm just happy to be here. I was here back in June, and had a, just did so many fun things, and I've got some projects going, trying to keep our uh, say nice things about Detroit movement from back in the 70s and 80s, and so many people were such a big part of that then, and over the last 30 years, in my own little way, I've tried to keep it alive, and, and really, as I've talked about so much over the last year, uh, so I, just, I love this city, I love time in Hawaii and Detroit, and Every once in a while, something happens that really sparks that even more. And when I was here in June, I got a an email from somebody. I, I hear from everybody. People come out of the woodwork, and they're all in such fun um, 
reconnections with people. And one of those people was Mark Heskamp. Mark lives here in Detroit. I got him on the line. Hi, Mark. I, 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 should, say, I should say aloha, Mark, because Mark, aloha. Used, to live, Mark used to live in Hawaii. And uh, if I, you know, my Mark, I'm going to read the email that you sent me. I think I've actually read it over the past few weeks talking about how I'm going to be talking to you. But Mark sent me an email after, I don't know if you saw something in the paper or on Facebook or what, I can't remember, but you wrote, uh, would have loved to have met you when you were were here. You helped, you inspired me in the 80s when I ran many of the Emily and Pool runs. Later, I, too, lived in Waikoloa in 2000. When I learned you were living on the Big Island, I figured I'd get a chance to meet you, but I had to move back to Michigan rather suddenly. I just wanted to thank you for all you've done for people, give you a big virtual hug, and tell you you look fantastic. So how could I not get in touch with you after all that? <laughs> so welcome to the Emily T. Gale Show, and, and, and let's go let's go back a ways. Um, First of all, uh, you, when you were living in Hawaii, how, how you happened to, to move to Hawaii from Detroit and and talk a little bit about your experience living there. Well, I uh, I had a friend that moved there. Um, um, can I name names? Mike Kemp. Um, sure. And uh, when I was in the Peace Corps, I was in Thailand, and um, I used to uh, – actually, not after I was in the Peace Corps, I was able to uh, – go back and forth between Thailand. I lived I lived in Thailand another three years. And I used to stop. Um, I, I worked for a German company and, and uh, had the means to go back and forth between the U.S. and, and Thailand. And I would stop and visit and uh, always had a place to stay. And eventually, um, after I moved back to the States, um, I saw an opportunity on the Big Island and uh, moved back, and ultimately the, the opportunity didn't work out. But uh, I lived in Waikoloa, up on the on the on the hill, not down by the by the water. In the village, Waikoloa village. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where I live now too. And and uh, did you have a family then, or were you a single guy, or what were you? I, I was a single guy, and uh -huh. my family family back here. Um, there was a, a death in the family, and I. I moved back to Detroit and um, sort of realized that uh, I, I wasn't moving back to Hawaii. It was a one-way one-way trip. <laughs> yeah, well, it's always fun to have done it, and you know how you know what it's like and how to go there and be a visitor, you know, without getting, knowing your way around. What were some of the things that you love to do and the great memories? There's so many people from the Peace Corps that, that live on the island or spend a lot of time there. I mean, I've, I've met a number of people from the Peace Corps. Yeah. But what were some of the things that you, the great memories you have of hiking or biking or? Well, I might not be very good with the names, but I remember, um, uh, you know, running. I used to run almost every morning down, um, down, there was a state park down there. Um, and the I would go down. Or, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was just down the, the road from, we uh -huh. passed a, a helicopter place and it would turn oh. right and, and I'd park oh, yeah. the car and, and, and run around there. And um, I wasn't into biking then so much. Um, but, you know, I loved going to the beach. And I uh, had friends in Hilo and uh, just loved the energy of the island. And, and it was such a nice uh, time of my life. 
Well, I, when, I, I, no doubt when you were there, you were saying some nice things about Detroit, you know, because I always say, you know, Detroit in the summertime is everywhere in Michigan. I mean, those pure Michigan ads that we see in Hawaii, it is pure Michigan. Detroit is such a, Detroit and Michigan recreation destination is what I say. I just don't happen to like the cold weather anymore, but, uh, otherwise I'd probably be here. That's why I come so much in the summer, but, um, you know, what, what, so much to do in the summer. And when I, in June, when I called you and said, Hey, you want to talk? You were just about leaving. Um, the next day, I think you were headed out and you were going to do an event that you've done a, a number of times living here in Michigan, back here in Michigan called, uh, Palm, Pedal Across Lower Michigan. So give us a, you know, an overview of that. I mean, that's just one of so many kinds of things that go on here in Michigan, and we'll talk about some of those. But talk about that experience. I followed you a little bit on Facebook, and and uh, I've been reading about the event. It starts along the shores of beautiful Lake Michigan and a different route every year, on uh, lesser-used roads, and you stay at school. So share with everybody what that's like and the, everybody who's with you on the trip. And did your whole family go, or is that yourself? Or um, my parents went. Uh, they've done it, and uh, I've done it. This was my third time. Um, uh-huh. My parents got me into this. Uh, they've ridden it probably 15 times. Um, they're they turned 79 this this year. Um, and it's it's a great ride. This it, this was the 33rd year. It started in 1982, and it was designed as an event just to get people out and involved in in Michigan. And it's a great way to see the state, and uh, it's um it's low cost. It's not um, for a big charity, although they do donate some some uh, funds to to charities, mostly to um, to make custom bicycles for for people with motion challenges like uh, cerebral palsy or something. Huh. Um, so, but it does do a different route every year. It's all on paved roads. Um, you ride anywhere from 30 to 50 miles a day. And the, the total in six days of riding is usually between 250 and 300 miles. Um, this year it was 307 miles. Uh-huh. And and your your parents, you said, are uh, 79? Yeah. 79. Now, it's interesting. I'm looking at the, uh, the statistics of the riders by age group, and I uh, this is great. Are they daily, or, you know, regular bike riders? Or, I mean, like a couple times a week they get out and ride or something? And they, that's pretty pretty cool. But the demographics for the, for the event, it was uh, – Ages 60 to 69, 231 people. Ages 70 to 79, 81. 80 to 89, 7. And one age 90 to 99. And then in the ages from uh, 40 to 49 and, and younger uh, was about another half, not even quite half the field. So what's so nice about it is, is that it's re- reaching out and such a display that there are all kinds of people out there riding bikes at all ages. Yeah, yeah, all ages from little kids, and you see them, um, you know, if they can pedal their own two-wheeler, that's great, but there's a lot of kids along that are in seats or, um, you know, on tandems, and and, uh, it's a great uh, grandparent-grandkid ride, you know, and it's uh, low cost. So about half the riders are between the age of 50 and 70, and, uh, and then... 
there's you know a lot over over the age of uh, seventy, and and there's you know there were about I was I was writer eight hundred and thirty seven I think this year wow. my tag said, and uh, it's it's crept up. It's um, over eight hundred writers. Yeah, I was yeah, reading about uh, the the background of it. it was way back in nineteen eighty two. You said thirty years, and some couple people, uh, Thomas Pendleton, City of Ann Arbor Bicycle Coordinator, where people have always ridden bikes, where U of M is, but um, they were driving home from a professional bicycling conference in Wisconsin and thinking there should be a, a, a ride similar to what they had experienced across the state of Michigan. Be good for cycling and good for Michigan. And uh, isn't that wonderful when somebody can create something that has that longevity to it? Yeah, yeah. It it is it's it's a wonderful feeling to be part of it and uh and uh as you know you know it's just it's amazing you never expect it to last that long and and it's uh, a good feeling and they say that their that the uh their hope was that by involving people that people would uh start thinking about using bikes bicycles more in their everyday lives at the same time thousands of Michigan citizens will encounter palm participants pedal across America, across uh, Michigan participants and uh, get to know them and hope they increase their consciousness about safe bicycling too. You know, and here we are, uh, what, 30 years later and, and everybody just doing, uh, I see the the differences, certainly I really see it around Detroit. I mean, the bike lanes, the, the bike events that are going on. Uh, talk about biking in Detroit. I talk about it every week on, here on the Emily T. Gale Show because I, I'm just so... I put a bike day on when I had Emily's across the street back in the early 80s, and it was the first bike day in Detroit, and I think we had about 50 people for that particular thing. We also only had 100 people for our first run, but as you know, because you ran, you ran in our runs, that grew to thousands and thousands of people that came down in the city, but we didn't cater to that elite runner. We catered to softball players and walkers and people that, you know, just come on down, and whether you walk it or run it or what, and... uh it just the, the city has just become such a there's so many wonderful runs and bike events. So talk a, about that. Yeah, Detroit is just a, it's it, having um, such a, a wide network of roads, good roads, and a low population, low traffic. So Detroit is sort of stands out as a great biking city, um, and just uh, with the riverfront and Belle Isle and and. Um, and uh, all these people that are moving into the city, young people, biking is just exploding. Um, and the suburbs too. And, and you know, there's I, I got involved in biking with the Tour de Detroit. Uh, Tour Victoria, Detroit. I got to see. Yeah. I'm going to see her tonight. I'm going to the hat shop with Victoria. She called and asked if I'd like to be a guest at Fort and, Field. Yeah, that's that's a great ride, and you know that's. Well, tell people about that. I talk about that a lot, and Victoria's been a guest on the Emily T. Gale show uh, several times about the the Tour de Trois and also the bike ride they do across the uh, the bridge to Canada. And so, talk about the Tour de Trois. Um, it's it's a different route every year too, and it's grown uh, you know exponentially. Uh, it it's um, an escorted ride. Meaning that um, the police uh, close intersections for the riders to pass in in a big group, so that makes it safer. You don't have to worry about stopping and and um, and starting so much on all the intersections. So it moves along pretty well. And um, 
I want to, I'm not really sure, but I think it's around maybe 30 miles. I think so, yeah. I think they have several different lengths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's a there's a century available, and um, it's people come out and the the residents come out along the the route and wave to you, and you know, and there's a lot of excitement. And at the end, you know, it always goes uh, well, not always, but goes around Belle Isle, and it it's just parts of the city that you normally wouldn't see because you know it's not a highway, it's not a major thoroughfare. There's smaller roads, nice neighborhoods. The Heidelberg Project, um, you know, you go down to um, Del Rey and all around the Metro Detroit, and then um, there's a pause along the way, usually on Belle Isle or uh, Gabriel uh, Park there and for snacks and a little rest and sort of let the group gather again after it gets spread out, and then there's another second half. You ride back to Roosevelt Park, right by the old train station, and there's a big party with bands and food and beer and and all local um, sponsors. And it's just a, a great gathering of positive energy for Detroit. So yeah. reminiscent of the Emily and Pooh runs. This morning you sent me a picture. You said, look what I found. And you had a, a picture of one of our T-shirts, the Emily and Pooh Detroit 2 run. So uh, <laughs> can I kind of recap, you know, what what was like, where were you living at the time that you came and ran an Emily Detroit run? Because what we were trying to do at the time was really attract people from the suburbs who were not coming into the city. And certainly a lot of the young people weren't because their parents were saying, don't go downtown. And they come, the kids would come downtown and say, my parents would die if they knew I was down here, but I've got to bring them to the next run. They're going to love it. Because that's what we did. We showcased the city in our runs and, and, of course, ours, ours was known for the uh, parties. We never had the awards on the day of the race. We That always happened the next week. The, the whole thing was to start partying. Yeah, I remember uh, some of the costumes and people would wear. And I, I ran several of them, I know, but um, they all sort of, it's so long ago, blend into one. And I, I do remember uh, coming into em, uh, Emily's Across the Street to get my registration packet, I probably remember the first time. It's like, wow, you know, I, I was coming from the suburbs. Um, although, in the early '80s, I also went to Wayne State and, and lived down on campus. So, oh, okay. Um, but I don't know if my first run was in the '70s, late '70s, or yeah, that's we started 80s. with a hundred runners uh, about 1975, and of course, you to Thousands, thousands, over fifteen thousand runners. So we, we, it was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I just, I, it, and it, um, it really, sort of uh, gives you the confidence or something to, to get out and do things. You know, I, I was young. I was, I graduated high school in '78. So I, I don't think it was one of those early runs in the early '70s. It might have been '79, '80, uh-huh. or. Or you know, in that 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 era. Uh, when was the last one you did? Probably eighty-five, I think. Eighty-five. And you know, we had so many different ones. Uh, I, I still got some of the big pictures people have been asking me for. I was going to see if the historical museum wanted, but the 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 classic one I think was uh, Tom Monahan had just bought the Detroit Tigers. Tom Monahan, the owner of Domino's Pizza. Of course, now it's Mike Gillett owns the Detroit Tigers, who owns Little Caesars, and. Tom, people really didn't know Tom. They really didn't know Domino's Pizza. He wasn't that big yet. And uh, 
So we had an event that started on the rooftop of Cobo Hall with that spiral ramp, and then we came down Cass Avenue, and for the very first time, we, we, uh, the Tigers allowed someone to come into the stadium and do something, and we, we convinced them to let everybody do a lap around the inside of Tiger Stadium, and, and uh, way ahead of time, I think we bought eight or 9,000 tickets to the ball game. It was a try. Of course, we, we got those months ahead. And then, lo and behold, it happened to be a playoff game <laughs> for the, uh, you know, the championship. And, and uh, so everybody ran the race, did a, la- a lap around the inside of Tiger Stadium. And Domino's Pizza brought about 20,000 pizzas down. And of course, we always were known for all those kegs of Stroh's Blue, uh, Stroh's Beer. <laughs> and uh, the police always said the worst thing that ever happened was a bad case of blisters. But people partied hard, and, they, and then we all went into the, the ballpark, and we handed out kazoos. And uh, everybody had the confusion. and Tom came down in the crowd, and he led a rendition of everybody doing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. But every race had something a little different like that. You know, maybe the police would say, hey, we can't do it on Washington Boulevard because the trolley has to come through. We would convince them, we'll get people to part when they're partying. We gave everybody little trolley whistles. So when the trolley was coming down Washington Boulevard, everybody would shoot their little whistles and <laughs> Red like the you know Red Sea or something, so the trolley could come through. But what did you use any particular run you remember? Or you say when you came down to get your registration packet, it was a hub of activity in the days before, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was, and I I, I seem to remember um, one around Halloween or something where people were in costumes, but maybe they were just in in uh, in costumes just for the party of it all. They they did that every race. <laughs> you remember the guy, uh, Chris, who always dressed as the spirit of Detroit, and then there was one guy that always wore, he was a ceiling installer. He was the Jolly Green Giant. We would do conga lines under his legs. <laughs> conga lines of hundreds of, you know, people going underneath his legs. But yeah. but great, great fun to do that. You know, you talked about the Tour de Trois. We're talking with Mark Heskamp. Mark uh, lives in Detroit. Uh, he is a Detroiter. He lives in Berkeley. He's got a wonderful little store called... Uh, let's see, what is, what's it called here, Mark? Our Greentopia. Uh, Our Greentopia. Our Greentopia. I'm just looking at your picture. I love the sign that says, it's not scary being green, so we'll talk about that in a minute, but, um, you're talking about the, the slow, or the Tour de Trois being kind of, uh, organized where the intersections are closed, but every Monday night, slow roll is one where, and the city allows it, just hundreds of bikers get together, this past Monday, they got, all got together in Greektown at Old Shillelagh, and I just looked at a video from Monday nights. I didn't make it. I'm going to get to the one next Monday, which is in Greektown. But, I mean, there'll be anywhere from 500 to 1,000 bicyclists of all ages, all kinds, and they, they cruise through the city in a different tour. And, and Jason, who, who uh, started it, is now doing an Apple ad, a, an international global ad. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, but they picked up the slow roll all across the, the world is there I think there's one in Belgium and stuff but what a what a wonderful thing and I always talk about how Detroit the streets are the center of downtown is built like a, a wheel with spokes and the wide streets and of course as you say with the the population being a lot less but the Tour de Trois raises money and, and they go towards uh, pathways and now there's the bike lanes right on like Second Avenue Main Street I mean there's really a tremendous amount of progress being made have you done a slow roll yet? No, I haven't. Um, I, I've, been, I've certainly heard about it, and I've got friends that do it, and I've intended to, but 
I did um, one last year that uh, started at St. Andrew's Hall. It was just, I, I was just, my mind, my jaw was jockey. I just couldn't believe. I, <laughs> mostly, I think what I couldn't believe was that the city allowed it. And uh, when I saw last night's video, I, I, the video from the one this past Monday, I was just astounded. That it just, I, I'm so happy that there's that kind of uh, cooperation and encouragement uh, for people to, yeah. to use their bicycles and and get get around the city. Are, are you still a runner? No, I, I haven't been running. Uh-huh. Um, I was I was a swimmer in in college and stuff. Um, oh yeah, tell us about that. Competitive swimmer, and then I I did master swimming swimming for a long time. Really, tell us about that. Where'd you go to school, and what was your distance? And uh, well, I went to Wayne State uh, College. Uh-huh. Um, you and I was I was a uh, I was a butterflyer and uh, and sprint freestyler, and uh, went to nationals uh, three times, I guess. Uh-huh. And um, it was a great group of guys. Uh, and and Wayne State is a phenomenal team now. They, back then, they didn't have a girls team in the in the eighties, and uh, now they have a men's and women's teams, and they've um, they do very well. And, and you but, stuck uh, with it and went into masters. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, went to. It was such a part of my life, and and um, it's a great way to stay fit. And uh-huh. uh, master swimming is a is a uh, another great um, social activity, you know, and there used to be parties after every meet, and I don't think they do that so much. It's more like a, uh, some get some food and 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 um, but nationals is is accessible to anyone, you know, even even beginners can if they keep at it, they can participate on the national level and and go to different destinations. Um, you know, yeah, we've got some great master swimmers on on the Big Island, of course, with the just some great swimmers on the Big Island with yeah. the uh the Ironman of course is is has been the impetus for people a lot of great runners, bikers and swimmers, you know, whether it's individual yeah. sports or putting them all together. It's fantastic. Kids are learning from very little. There's now something called Lava Kids, so it's really getting a lot of they're having regular events for the, the kids just so they get incorporated into their lifestyle, you know, and of course, PATH, you might have heard about while you were on Hawaii, People's Advocacy for Trails Hawaii, it's just, a, just done a wonderful job, uh, you know, doing safety classes in the schools and for adult classes, too, I've taken their class, and uh, Bike Works, uh, you, you ever get into bike, well, you weren't a biker at the time, but they were a running store, too, and they've done such a phenomenal job on the, just creating a interest in multi-sport activities at every level, whether it's recreation or, or the elite level, some people coming in for the Ironman and stuff. The, you know, the slow roll, I just saw last night, I was looking at what their schedule is, and they've got an event coming up Thursday, I think I'm going to try to do, and it's called the Slow Roll uh, Food Tour. They're doing it with Beehive, and it's an evening of bikes and bites. And uh, they're starting at the traffic jam, which is right down there where you went to school, Wayne State, yeah. right in the heart of downtown Detroit. I went to Wayne State for a while as well, and it's now called the Midtown area. But traffic jam, they were one of the first 30, 40 years ago. And I talked yeah. to Richard, the owner, a, a while ago. Somebody saw me and said, oh, you've got to call Richard. He would love to hear from me. He's living in Florida now. But, you know, kudos to the people like Richard and I, I I wasn't able to, to stick it out. Somebody else wanted my location. McDonald's wanted my corner. We eventually got moved out. But um, 
you know, then they're going to go to uh, the, the Vicente Cuban Cuisine Restaurant and then to uh, Ateva over in the Midtown, the Corktown area, which is right next to the old Tiger Stadium. I had a nice interview with Dave Steinecke recently, who's the owner of Ateva and uh, Mercury Bar, and he was talking about the same thing, just how many bikers and the activity that, that's going on. But... Um, it's just so nice to see. I mean, I, I see the difference from 20, 30 years ago and the consciousness. And when you say, like, your parents are riding their bikes in their, in their 70s, and I think that even Shinola, who has opened up in Midtown, and one of the things they're making are urban bicycles. And, and people say, well, they're pretty expensive. And I, I'm like, well, that's a demographic that they may be touching. People that say, well, if I can get a really nice bike... You know, but it's designed for urban riding. They've, they've really geared it. The lady that's designing their bike, Sky Yeager, used to, is well known in the world of biking as a designer. And, uh, they're even making a, a little battery powered one. So talk a little bit about just all that whole midtown area where you went to school and the activity that's going on there. All the young people that are moving in, the Run Detroit store. Jason and Aaliyah opened up a year ago, the first running store in Detroit. Well, I'm not familiar with that because I haven't been running. Uh, I ran more in, in Hawaii. I, I did the, um, the Honolulu Marathon. But um, the Midtown area and, and uh, just the accessible to the accessibility to the, the near suburbs, Ferndale, Berkeley, Royal Oak, um, you know, back and forth. You know, you can you can ride on on Woodward, and it's it's not that stressful. You know, people would think, oh, my God, you know, Woodward is a big street. But not if it's not rush hour, it's fine riding on Woodward. You just have to and, – and these these group rides give people the confidence. You, know, you go down and, and maybe do the Tour de Trois or one of the slow roll or critical mass, and you've you got the safety of numbers, but it gives you the confidence to get out there by yourself or with your friends or, you know, I take my parents down – now and and they uh would never do anything like that before but um you know they're like oh well, if you say it's okay <laughs> and and, and we, you know we ride through um elmwood cemetery and, and just, just ride around and just uh and so a lot of times if i've got a, a day off or something and and say hey let's go for a ride and where do you want to go and you know We've got the choices of the rails to trails out in wonderful um, places out in West Bloomfield at Pontiac or or Macomb, but more often now they say let's let's go downtown. Isn't that great? Well, that's how our races were born. It was the whole idea: how can we get people to come downtown? In fact, the police chief at the time, Jim Bannon, wanted us to go out to Belle Isle, which is I talk about all the time—a beautiful park created by Frederick Olmsted, who did Central Park and a park in Seattle and. And but it's not it, it's down it's downtown but it's not like being in the city streets it's a park and we I had to convince Chief Bannon no we had to, that was the very first run that was ever put on in the streets of Detroit at the time in about 1974 and they didn't even know how to give us a permit we finally got a parade permit is how we did it and uh, <laughs> and you know he, they were he was really against it and he, he said I was advertising it on WJR and he said. Uh, 
a police car over to the store to pick me up and took me over to his office and said, you can't be promoting a run in the streets. You don't have permission. You know, you need to do it over in Belle Isle. I said, that's not the idea, but we want people to, we want to take them through the city streets, through Greek town, Mexican town, show them that it's safe. And when that, once they see that and feel it, that, you know, they can, they can be comfort. And so just what you're saying is absolutely true. Once people get it exposed to it, they're like, wow, this is pretty cool. And, you know, the the whole thing, I, I met some people, uh, Shinola had a block party in June, and people came out of the woodwork to say hello. I had the opportunity to cut the ribbon for their, their dog park. They picked up on the Say Nice Things uh, campaign, which yeah. is great, which is what I've been working towards over the last few years. And and uh, so they had this block party, and they when I sent out the invitation on social media, you know, just come on down, meet them like, you know, I was amazed at the people that showed up who had run and run and so many of them are involved doing wonderful things. Uh, Todd Scott, he's got Detroit Greenways, and I just noticed he had a, a tweet uh, from a couple hours ago talking about um, Detroit uh, produce peddlers delivering delivering produce on wheels. And uh, yesterday I was down, I was looking at the new Shinola sign that they have painted up on, the, on a building right across from the west and using the Say Nice Things. And right across the street was uh, Lafayette Greens, which is a huge garden right in the heart there on Michigan Avenue, put together uh, by volunteers with tables where people can sit. But it, it's amazing how all this is blending together uh, in just such beautiful ways. Uh, well, Al Greentopia uh, was my the owner, Katie, uh, Katie Ryder. Um, we've been friends for 30 years and she had this idea and asked, um, asked me to come on board and we are, um, we are enabling people to take small steps towards a better planet and, uh, everything in our store we have, uh, is, is somehow better for you, better for the planet, um, better for the community. And, uh, you know, we have baby products, home and kitchen products, bath and beauty products, uh, jewelry and accessories and clothing and yoga stuff. And it's all like natural rubber or the uh, the toys are made out of recycled plastic or um, like recycled milk bottles. Uh, we have jewelry made from zippers. Uh, Heather Merritt is a is the zipper lady, we call her. Uh, she makes things out of recycled, reclaimed zippers. Um, we have, you know, bamboo clothing that's really soft, organic bamboo. Everything's organic cotton or, um, and it's, it's just been a great ride, uh, putting this together and people, people love it. And, uh, it's, it's a great place to shop because if, if you have somebody in mind and you don't know what you want, we really, uh, we can help you find a gift for them of, out of uh, all all the different things we have, I realize when you say you know like the baby steps. I mean, even Hawaii, you know, we're so far behind and things. And people come as as tourists and they're like, "Hey, where do we recycle?" Of course, now they can do it, but it's so often they they couldn't because we weren't doing that. And uh, this is this is wonderful. We're talking with Mark Heskamp. Mark lives in in uh, Berkeley, Michigan, just out of, part of Detroit, and he used to live in Waikoloa Village, and he reached out to me when I was here in June, and he saw I was in town, and we kind of stayed in touch, and it is in the community where he has a store. Berkeley is a wonderful thing. I went to the art fair in Berkeley in June. I was down there, and I, I went oh. to uh, 
to see uh, Chris uh, Gorski, who has Detroit GT, and he, he sells the same nice things about Detroit products. It, many years ago, he started doing it, and he had it on his website. Emily Gale was my inspiration when I was a kid, and, and uh, I, he didn't have my name on it. He just was using the slogan, and then and, and I got in touch with him because people were sending me notes like, you know, so-and-so is doing this, and they're using your slogan, and I always had it in my consciousness that, that was okay. I just wanted to keep my name on it because it wasn't just a slogan. It was a movement, and yeah. it still is a movement. And I, I, the last four or five years, I, I've been really working on getting all those people, like Sinola too, you know, that if they're going to use it, don't just use it as a slogan. Realize that there were thousands and thousands, and, you know, the whole city, anybody who loved Detroit at that time, because we were the first to even make a Detroit shirt before airports sold Detroit shirts and stuff, and create that consciousness yeah. so chris was out at the he loves that art fair and he he was out there and i went out and i was just i was really taken by the community it's a wonderful little community yes it is and actually chris i uh chris is the the way i got reconnected with you chris is my neighbor lives around uh, the the corner and i've known him for a couple of years no and, way over uh, on saw... lewiston yeah i, I actually I was in his house the other night <laughs> <laughs> I've got and, off. Yeah, that's fun. And he sells his uh, Detroit GT shirts out of uh, Yellow Door, which is just two doors down from the Our Green Topia shop. So uh-huh. I, uh, I owe it to Chris to get an opportunity to get connected, reconnected with you. Um, so yeah, this he uh, the Art Bash is a great thing, and and um, you probably walked right by the store. Uh, you should come by if you if you're going to be in for um, um, I, a few days more. And it is. I'm going to. You know, I have people I did this morning. I got three or four emails from people. Do you have time? Can you get together? I always have such an agenda, but I usually read things like this. Finding out somebody, you know, getting a chance to talk with you, I'll leave it into my agenda somehow and get there. Uh, <laughs> tonight I'm doing WJR with Warren Pierce. He's um, uh, Mitch Album, who has the the, the uh, drive time show at the night. Whenever he's gone, um, uh, Warren fills in. Warren was a, a big supporter years ago, and I, every time I come here, I do a, a show with him. And then when I walk into the studio, he's always got to sing those things about Detroit shirt on. So just like yourselves, it's just wonderful to, to keep making the connection of people that were so supportive many years ago, that people still love the city and keep that movement going because it was our parents that encouraged us to, to love the city and, and things like that. So, yeah, I'll definitely put it on my my list to try to stop by next week. I'll give you a call before I come, but um, I, you know, it, I just I can't tell you how much I appreciate you reaching out, and even more fun knowing that you you know Chris because he's such a lover of cars. He I went to his uh, warehouse the other day to pick some things up, and he's got these old cars that he and the old trucks that he the old milk trucks that he uses. He used to be in the advertising business, yeah. and he just he loves the city, and he said that he fell in love with the city as a kid, you know, from Emily's, and uh, he just could feel it was tugging at him that he needed needed to do something about it. And that's happened for me with so many, uh, Andy and uh, Emily Lynn who owns City Bird, uh, same thing. All these are people that wrote me letters and said, do you mind if we use it? And I just go ahead and use it. Let's just try to remind people that it's not just a new something new that everybody's come up with. And I, I love the way people have come out of the woodwork that are part of that past. And, and you've been one of them. Well, Emily, we're, you know, there's so many people that you've touched over the years. And, and 
even from reaching out from 30 years ago, those memories still move people and motivate people. And, and it's just, it's just um, so great to be talking with you and to let you know that we appreciate the things that you, you did so long ago. Well, and to and see you doing today. things, you know, what you're doing, you know, the same kind of thing that, that these, they do make a difference. I look at my friends like Janet, uh, Egan Miller and Grant with Bike Works. You know, he started with a little kiosk with about four bikes on a Lee Drive and, and uh, Uncle Billy's and now he's got three stores and yeah, there's stores and he puts out a lot of product, but more than that, the impact that they've made in people's lives and, it's amazing, you know, small business people, I'm such an advocate, you know, that this, that this, I grew up, my dad was a small business person, I grew up working in his office supply stores as a little kid, we had to go in and work on Saturdays and things like that, and I, I just, you know, like I say to everybody, shop local or shop the, the small, in the small stores, and I have to constantly remind myself to do the same thing, and it's it's really important, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it feels good, and, and, uh, You've got to got to support local. Uh, we've we've had a lot of support from the local, from Berkeley and from Ferndale Royal Oak and uh, you know people even from Detroit come out. They've heard about the store and they're looking for something in particular and and uh, we've had a lot of positive feedback and uh, it's a it's a movement and I think it's 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 the way of the future, you know. Well, when you say a movement, I always used to say uh, pioneers paid a price financially and otherwise. And in many ways, you know, what you're doing is a, is a bit of a pioneer. We can say everybody's kind of conscious, but they aren't. You know, there's a much bigger population that isn't as conscious of, of being uh, green, greentopia. And yeah. it's just, uh, you say you have a fire. How long have you had the store? Uh, it'll be a year on the 30th. Uh-huh. I opened okay. August 30th last year. And, uh, so we're you having say a little we... anniversary party. <laughs> oh yeah. On, the, on Friday night, the thirtieth. Uh, oh, I'm in town on Friday night, the thirtieth. Maybe that's the night I should put it down to try to get out there. Uh, not only that, but mostly you're trying to do mostly uh, uh, items that are made in Michigan and made in the Great Lakes and made in the United States. Your goal is to. Yeah, you know we're uh, a good percentage, but um, we've got a. In order to cover all our bases, we try to. You know, first local and then American-made, and we have a few overseas, but they're all somehow better for the planet or better for you. They're organic or, you know, our bamboo is organically grown, but it comes from uh, overseas. Um, and, you know, we, we just do what we can. It's, it's baby steps, and uh, we're always looking for new products and new ways to to make our world better. And every small business person, you know, I always say everybody should have to work for themselves for about three years and they would get just how hard it is. And But uh, you're so often pulling it all along behind you is what I always say. That's <laughs> what I'm doing as I come here. I've, every time I come here, I have an agenda. You know, I'm pulling along behind me. And right now it's starting to gel, very, you know, in a, in a nice way, a way that I can see that, it, that it's working. All those little baby steps of, 
of reunite or you know reigniting the hope that, that is working. So, uh, Mark, are you a, a Tiger fan, Red Wing fan, Lion fan? I, I'm talking incessantly all the time about what a great sports town Detroit is, and encouraging people to come to Michigan and come to Detroit. You know, our Hawaii listeners, and and vice versa. Certainly, lots of people come to the to Hawaii to play golf and go to the beach and do the do any hiking, everything, and I, I see Detroiters all year round in, in Hawaii who get in touch and I meet. And, but uh, talk a little bit about going down to a Tiger game or Red Wing games. Which which one are you a fan of? Well, I'm I'm not a big. Um, well, I don't watch sports on TV, but I do like and love in, uh, games, uh, baseball games. I haven't been to a football game in a while, but. Um, Comerica Park is a great venue for for the Tigers, and it's great to see all our sports teams doing better than they had in the past. Um, Red Wings, oh, I love the Red Wings, and uh, looking forward to the new stadium they're building down there. And um, I uh, pretty amazing, forty two, forty three thousand standing room only, and this week the Yankees are going to be in town for next week, and uh, you know they'll probably do forty three. They'll try to pack 44,000 into there. But even on a, on a somebody mentioned the other day, uh, I stopped by the game. You can go into the game at, after the sixth inning for about eight bucks. And a lot of times I'll get a, a press pass on a couple games, and then the others I'll just sort of cruise in and cruise out. And and even on a Thursday or a Saturday, or I mean a Thursday afternoon, the one o'clock games, there'll be 40,000 people there. Yeah. Yeah, I used to work down um, down there right by the stadiums. And uh, it was it was uh, nice to see the energy in the city, just with all the people on the streets. And even if they're not in the game, it seems like there's the game's going on, and there's more people. Just the energy, whether it's uh, parking and partying, and and uh, and uh, it was also a challenge to get by it all when it takes yeah. the same time to go home. <laughs> and, and, and particularly these days because they're building the M1 railway. I, I, I uh, yeah. ran into that last night. I stopped at the Bucharest Grill and got my first, what, Schwame uh, sandwich, you know, that you can, never swimmer, get, yeah. Yeah, you can never get near the place on a game day. It's just so packed. I was amazed. I was able to pull right in front and run in and get my first one, and now I know why that's so packed on a, on a Tiger home game, all those places around the stadium. So it's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPN, Hawaii.com. We've been talking with Mark Heskamp, who lives here in Detroit and area in Berkeley and has a wonderful store called Our Green Topia, but he has a, a lot of great memories that uh, he shared with us about running in the Emily Detroit runs and uh, being in Hawaii, and I just love the connection. People always say, I, I mean, I go back and forth, and if nothing else, to just be aware of it. You know, I, what I get when I, I'm here is people say, oh, Hawaii, it's paradise, you know. And I'm like, you know what? We have all the same issues that downtown Detroit has. Homelessness. In Detroit, is, we need more development. In Hawaii, as far as I'm concerned, less development. But uh, all these little sociological things, you know, petty crime that starts rising. They're all, who's going to maintain the parks? Big question in Hawaii. Is it going to be the the state of Hawaii or the county of Hawaii? Who can do a better job? And, and here the issue is then can the state do it better than the city of Detroit over in Belle Isle and in the neighborhood parks? So uh, they they have a lot more similarities than everybody realizes. The difference is, yeah, you can't you can't beat the sunshine year-round. But I say on any given day here in Detroit on a sunshiny day, 
looking over to Canada and watching the freighters go by, being in a community where you have your store, our Greentopia. Uh, it's, uh, they're beautiful. They're just as nice as any sunny day walking through Kailua Lakota. Yeah, yes. It's, it's a, summer's great here and, and, uh, you know, Winter's not that bad either. I've lived in the tropics, and I've lived in Hawaii. And and uh, when I was growing up, I always thought, you know, I hate winters. I can't wait to get out of Michigan. But, um, you know, now they're not so bad. <laughs> when you get older and you realize that, hey, the seasons are wonderful. Yeah, I, I probably and, need the, yeah, the falls. And I probably – I always, I did a lot of skiing. Of course, the great – everybody makes the exodus up to up north on weekends in the summertime because of the beautiful weather and in the wintertime in Michigan because of great skiing and in comparison. You know, for not, not – it's not like going to Aspen or something, but the, the ski slopes are packed with people that, that love the winter sports, cross-country skiing, snowmobiling, and – and I think I've just gotten kind of whippy, though, since I've been living in Hawaii for so long. But I, I, I just might make a trip this winter and get a little more uh, appreciation of what how, how great the winter really can be. So. Yeah. Well, Mark, I, I look forward to staying in touch. I'm going to put it on my calendar to try to get out to your uh, one-year anniversary Friday night on the 30th. And uh, if not, then before. And just to, as you said when you sent me that email, that uh, you just wanted to thank me and give me a big virtual hug. Well, I want to thank you for reaching reaching out and and give you a big hug too. It really really means a lot to me, and I look forward to uh, staying in touch. Thank you, Emily. It's just uh, this has just uh, tickled my tickled me to 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 be able to talk to you, and and uh, I'm looking forward to to seeing you again. And and is it, is your friend Mike Kemp still living on the island? Actually, um, no, Mike isn't. But Mike is on his way. He, Mike moved back to Texas, and uh-huh. uh, and he was in Hawaii for about fourteen years. But he's oh, wow. actually on it on his way on a train to come visit me, and we're going to go up north tomorrow to Frankfurt uh, near Traverse City. Okay. And um, I'm really looking forward to that. You, know, you taking bicycles with you? Uh, we got some up there. So. Oh, okay. Cool. What a beautiful area that is. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Traverse City, Petoskey, uh, Harbor Springs, uh, just renowned places for the lakes, right? The Great Lakes State. Yeah. Sleeping Bear Dunes and, and uh, just there's a lot to do up there and there's a lot to do everywhere in Michigan. But the, the natural beauty up there is a little a little different than anywhere else. And uh, Spectacular. So those pure Michigan ads you see on TV, they are not embellishing at all. It, I mean, every time I see one, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right on. It, it really it really is a wonderful state, and I uh, hope we can encourage. I have had some people tell me. I was amazed. In fact, last week I had somebody tell me that they uh, came to Detroit, and I said, really, why? And they said, the music. I said, it wasn't the, the sports thing. They came for the music, and uh, yeah. it's true. It is a, a great town for music. And I was over at the Eastern Market the other day. Uh, when I was here in June, they were doing a documentary about bicycling. There were just tons of bicyclers over there. And I was driving around, they were, uh, there had been a flash mob, and everybody was dressed in white. And, and it was just beautiful. There must have been three, 400 people. And last year, I happened to come go by uh, the old Tiger Stadium, I always stop by and run the bases, and, and the flash mob was over there. So a lot of really unique things going on, but I, I walked around, and then heading over there tomorrow morning to meet someone for breakfast, but I went on the other side of uh, Easter Market and Grashit and some new uh, 
galleries uh, opened up, some restaurants, and just just beautiful things happening. So I think both uh, Mark and I would agree that, uh, you know, saying nice things about Detroit is not really that hard to do, just as it isn't hard to say nice things about Hawaii. And get out there and experience nice things in Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mark Haskamp, uh, we'll stay in touch. Looking forward to it. And uh, we'll 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 do this again here on the Emily Tikiel Show, ESPNHawaii.com. And Mark and I both say aloha. Well, moving from bicycles to uh, MX uh, motocross ATV, I, uh, Holly Coakley, they had their their uh, race. The 808 MX ATV Association had their sixth race of the season a couple of weeks ago, and. Uh, you can get their results on their Facebook page at 808MXATV Association. And um, their next race is Saturday, September 27th. Uh, I love what they're doing, and I hope I, I can get out there someday and get on one of their uh, dirt bikes or somebody's dirt bike. It's uh, on my bucket list to go around a track on a on a dirt bike. And they, Holly and Jeff Coakley have done so much to, out there at the Hilo Drag Race in Hilo and uh, – Speaking of which, you know, even the races out there, just a lot of exciting things going on. And been hearing from Paul Maddox. They're making progress here on the West Hawaii side for the uh, the uh, Speedway, or I don't know what you would call it there. But anyway, Paul will be a guest soon. But they it'll be out by the airport. It would be for MX, car racing, all kinds of things. Uh, I think a, a well-needed uh, facility to keep uh, drag racing off the streets and you know, and just to give, there's there's so many people that are involved in motorsports. It would be a great addition to our community, I think. So um, kudos to Holly, Jeff Coakley, and uh, also their son who's done so well with uh, motocross. It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPN, Hawaii.com. I really want to thank everybody for uh, their nice comments. I'm surprised how many Detroiters are coming out of the woodwork from both Hawaii and, and just a uh, appreciate the showcasing of Detroit, and I appreciate showcasing Hawaii. I get so many questions when I'm here in Detroit about Hawaii and the bicycling and the multi-sport activities and where to stay, and it's it's fun to kind of be an ambassador for both places, and I'm just so grateful to who uh, allowed me to do my show here on ESPNHawaii.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Aloha.